Welcome to a new edition of the Collegian Sportscast. I'm your host, Jorge Rodriguez, and today we're joined by a former reporter for the Fresno City Rampage and current MCJ student, Seth Casey. How are you doing, Seth? All right, Jorge. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, first time? First time in doing a podcast? Uh, more or less, yeah. Yeah? All right, good, good. Uh, well, today's topics, we're going to talk about the NFL um, draft and how it went on the first day, which was yesterday. Yep. Um, th- we're also going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We'll talk a li- little bit about softball and uh, baseball, Fresno State softball, Fresno State baseball, and uh, uh, Fresno State women's rugby team, which is quite an impressive thing. So those are the topics for today. And uh, Well, let's move on to our first topic, the NFL draft. It happened yesterday around 5 o'clock, and... From the beginning, we were kind of surprised, right? Started off with a little bit of controversy there. Yeah, definitely. The first pick of the draft was um, uh, for were the Cleveland Browns. It was the Cleveland yeah, Browns, yeah. and it went to Baker Mayfield, hmm. which, in my opinion, was the first best quarterback in the draft. Do you think he was the best? The fourth. Oh, fourth. Best. Fourth. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you there. Yeah. I was surprised by the pick at number one, um, being that, you know, there's several of their quarterbacks uh, that have um, pretty good talent um, in this draft. But, I mean, knowing the Cleveland Browns history, this isn't that surprising of a pick. It was like the Cleveland Browns, um, we expected nothing from them, and they still disappointed us, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, it was like, come on, Browns, you, you, you got to do better than this. Um, it's a, it's a weird pick because, um, having Darnold on, and, uh, and Allen and Rose in there, mm-hmm. you pick Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who's their other quarterback right now? Um, the, the one that used to be for, for the Bills. Tyrod. Yeah. Taylor. Ty- Tyrod Taylor. So, um, I don't know where, where they're going with this. It's a... I guess so it kind of works. I mean, he's decent passer. He he could run. He's got the a little athletic ability, and they draw the comparisons, you know, to Johnny Manziel a lot. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, the Browns had a poor uh, history with Johnny Manziel as well. So hopefully, this can be a a little more uh, stable of a choice. Um, you know, being from their past experiences, I would have imagined they would pick someone uh, more like um, Allen or, or Sam Darnold with a, you know, a pocket with an arm that you can kind of build around. But they definitely like the uh, the the style of, you know, Manziel's, the Mayfields. Uh, they had RG3 a few years ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not a bad um, player by any means. No. He's a, he's a good um I think his mentality is good. He's not like Johnny Mansell, who was overwhelmed by by the whole stardom thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's more level-headed. But you had better options. Definitely. It, especially, I mean, I don't, I don't really get why. It, I mean, to me, to me, Sam Darnold was the best quarterback in the draft. Definitely was, he had the mentality, he had the athletic ability. The only thing he lacked was the ex- a little bit more of experience. Experience. And, 
But other than that, he played in a big school. I guess uh, he played in big games. Mm-hmm. The, the Rose Bowl in 2016, the 16-17 Rose Bowl. That was, that was a huge game for him. Yeah, he had an off-season, like, last se- uh, last season. But still, he made it to one a big bowl game. And it, it, I don't understand why they just didn't choose Darnold. It, everything was set up for Darnold to be uh, the number one pick. Yeah, definitely. I think... Um... You know, even just physically, um, Darnold and Allen have that uh, advantage in the pocket. You know, I think Mayfield comes in at about six feet tall. Um, and we've seen quarterbacks that, um, you know, about that height uh, that can have success. But a lot of times, um, if you don't have an O-line blocking for you, you're going to get passes swatted down. You're going to get uh, deflections. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I think Baker Mayfield has... Uh, the longest way to go in terms of learning curve and learning how to run a NFL-style offensive system. Um, I think that, you know, if, if he can really start to get comfortable in the pocket and run through his uh, his options, cycle through his receivers, and make good decisions, I think he could be good. Um, we've seen he has the arm strength, and we've seen he can get out of trouble in the pocket. But, um, you know, it just depends on what they put around him, I think. Um Absolutely, I was surprised by that pick. Yeah, well, um, I mean, if they didn't, if they didn't want to take a quarterback, they should have just taken a uh, uh, Barkley, Saquon Barkley. That was my thought process initially. Was if you take Saquon at number one, I mean, he's gonna, you can plug him into any system and he's gonna perform. But then, being that they also had the fourth pick, they would have had one of these quarterbacks left on the table. Yep. And more than likely, Baker Mayfield would have been left on the table because, um, as we saw, uh, other teams wanted Darnold and wanted Allen. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Barkley was the best player in the draft overall. Absolutely. Overall, he, he was going to fit right away in a team. He was. I'm pretty sure he's going to become an impact player since the beginning of the of the season mm-hmm. so why not take him if you were going to take Mayfield because Mayfield wasn't going to go to the Jets the Jets were set on Darnold mm-hmm. if nobody took him and then after that the Jets were probably if, if Darnold wasn't on the board the Jets were most likely going to take Rosen and if you and then then you would have had you would have had the fourth pick so I mean they took Ward which is not a bad decision he was probably the the third or fourth overall pick uh, in the draft, mm-hmm. like like oh, in t- in main some talent, the mo- uh, fourth or f- the fourth or fifth talented uh, player in the draft, so it's not a bad pick, but it could have worked so much better for the for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I like what they did at at four with um, taking a, a defensive back. Um, I thought that was a at least a safe move, if not a wise move. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, if they had taken Saquon one, they could have really injected some power into that offensive system. So yep. we'll see what works out, you know. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and definitely I think the one that came out winning in this whole deal was um, the, the Cardinals. Oh. They had mm-hmm. – they, um, they had uh, – uh, they, they were just looking to see who was going to be left behind. Right. Really. And when Rosen fell all the way to nine, they decided like we're definitely gonna um, jump the the Dolphins who were looking to get it. I get mean, him. at that at that um, number, if you if he yeah, it was the tenth pick of the draft. I mean, if you wait that long and Rosen's still on the table, you're crazy not to pick him up, especially 
that Cardinals offense, I mean, they've got a system in place where all they need is a, is an arm. And what do they have right now? Bradford. So Bradford's probably got, you know, a few years left, but um, Rosen can absolutely. If he's not injured. If, if he's not injured, not exactly. Injured. So you need a quality bench uh, second string. So Yeah, definitely. He'll learn a little bit. He might even start at the beginning of the season, maybe second or third uh, game of the season. I could see that. Um, they jumped, uh, they they traded for the 10 spot because they knew the Dolphins were gunning for, for Rosen. Mm-hmm. They knew it. They they didn't want to. Allen was not in the board anymore, and the only good quarterback left was Rosen. Um, he, it was funny. He commented that he was pissed mm-hmm. that he was number ten, mm-hmm. but when when he got picked, he was like really happy because he thought he was going number one. I remember a quote he said uh, <laughs> was that the teams made nine mistakes before him. Yeah, which I thought. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if that's uh, confidence or arrogance or, or what's going on there. Yeah. But uh, it's an interesting perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Josh Allen, the other quarterback, he had some trouble earlier that day on uh, on Thursday with his tweets that went out. Um, a little I guess he had already deleted them a long time ago, but I think when he was being recruited, but somebody had kept them. Mm-hmm. On their, uh, I don't know, Twitter or I don't know where they kept them, but um, they decided to release them on the day of the draft, which is kind of a messed up move. I mean, it's a little rough. I don't know that it affected his um, standings or his, uh, you know, uh, if teams wanted him so much, but you dig up um, stuff from social media from people's high school days, and it's like, yeah. you know, is that even relevant now? Um, I'm sure he's matured quite a bit. Yeah, he was definitely the third uh, quarterback, in my in my view, mm-hmm. third quarterback from the draft that was supposed to get um, drafted. I mean, the Bills is not a bad place to go. I mean, he's used to playing in Wyoming, so that's kind of like the same um, weather. Right. I mean, that cold. Uh, I'm a little biased here. I mean, Allen's a he's a Valley kid. Yeah. You know, so I. I I definitely rooting for him. I want to see him do well. I don't know that that Bills system is set up for him to come in and, and do well right away, but I think he's a piece that they could absolutely build a very solid offense around. Um, yeah, that arm is is something else. Definitely. Uh, I think the Dolphins took a great, a great um, player in Fitzpatrick. I think he was one of the best players in the draft. That was left. Um, Oh, well, my Niners did all right, I guess. I wasn't expecting an offensive lineman to be taken by the... I thought it was going to be a defensive back, Mm -hmm. but I know where they're going. I see where they're going. You know, they want to protect Garoppolo, but it's it's a good idea. I like the player, too. He's not bad. He's he's a a really good player. What did... um, I was reading something, and they mentioned uh, him and and Joe Staley in the same sentence, and they were kind of like... can he fill the shoes or something? Joe, like Joe Staley's 34. Uh-huh. So he's on the way out of it. And, you know, he's, he's still playing really good. Right. But he's on, a way, on his way out in a couple of years or so. And he might take... Because they play in the same same position. Mm-hmm. But he's probably going to be moved to the other side. Right. Temporarily. Temporarily. Until Joe Staley decides to go somewhere else or just retired or, you know, do whatever he wants. But... He he's a good player. He he's a he's a really good lineman, and I think 
it's going to work well for the Niners. Definitely. I was really impressed by this pick here, Bradley Chubb uh, going to the Broncos. Um, I think that defense is so solid, and they're just adding pieces and pieces to that. Um, I mean, you put anyone else on the line with uh, Vaughn, and you know while they're double-teaming Vaughn, I, I see Chubb getting 10 sacks next year. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that was, gonna that be was a great pick by the by um, John Elway, who who just seems to be obsessed with defense. Mm-hmm. He really won. I thought they were gonna take a quarterback. I really did because uh, they need one. They needed it. They need one because uh, their other picks didn't work out. So maybe they just want to wait and see what happens with this these players. Um, it should be should be a good season next season. Uh, let's see who all's um, who who had uh, great. You know who was really disappointing? Hmm. The the Raiders. I don't understand their pick at all. Mm-hmm. It that was a really bad pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, an offensive lineman that could have they could have waited till the second round and got him. He wasn't that high up there, and they just decided to go go get them get him. Uh, Cole Top Miller. I want to say he also plays um, the same position as as Donald Penn. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like that Staley situation where uh, they've got this younger version of another guy and um you know as one fades out donald penn's a little older um, but obviously still pro bowl skill level um he can show uh colton quite a few things and then um and then eventually step out and and fill that spot so i i see where they're going with that um especially you know uh what was it two seasons ago when donald penn uh got injured at the end yeah. and then uh, allowed the one sack of the year that broke Derek Carr's leg. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a huge spot for Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, otherwise, it was a good draft. Everybody had good picks, especially the last pick of the draft, Lamar Jackson. I, I really didn't think he was going to go for first, first round. First round. I, when, it, when it just started going and everybody, everybody who needed a quarterback was gone, and, and especially since, since New England didn't pick him, at 31st, I was like, yeah, he's not going first round. Because New England was the one that was looking at him. Mm-hmm. They, they really wanted, like, someone to be behind Tom Brady this last few years. Because right. Tom Brady is he's done pretty much. He's, this is probably going to be one of his Maybe, last Maybe, man. That guy could be 50 years old throwing that ball. <laughs> he I, was I, to be 50 <laughs> years old throwing that ball. All right? I mean, he'll, you have to pull it from his cold, dead fingers. I really liked... Uh, Sonny Michelle, the Patriots pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you you put a lot of running backs in that system, and they're just going to rotate you, and you're going to get your your minutes and your yards. You're going to do well. Um, the Lamar Jackson situation is interesting because uh, you know who their second string quarterback is right now for the Baltimore Ravens. For the Ravens, who is it? It's, uh, RG three. Oh yeah, that's right. So you've Ooh. got almost a younger, better version oh. of RG three. Who's going to spend never, time with Who's him. never had those type of injuries that RG3 has. Exactly. So it's, it's an interesting development. I mean, um, Jackson could be a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to take um, uh, Flacco's spot at all. I mean, Flacco, he's been down this last few years, but he did take him to a Super Bowl. He did win a Super Bowl. He is a really good quarterback when he wants to play. <laughs> but, I mean... Lamar Jackson could learn a lot from him. Absolutely. Um, for sure, I don't think he's going to be a franchise quarterback in the next two years or so. But, you know, give Flacco two, three, four years, 
step down, uh, and Jackson could very well be that guy to step up. So, yeah, definitely it's a good choice, interesting choice. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our next topic: NBA playoffs. So, how is it looking? Uh, it's 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 looking real interesting. I think um, you know, these first rounds have shown some of. Some teams have gotten really exposed, but some of them have had great competition and great uh, back and forth. We've seen some evenly, evenly matched teams, um, especially in the East. I did not expect Toronto to be three and two. I thought Toronto was going to lose at least one game and then like just finish in win it. I was, I was, I'm really, I was really impressed by Washington's determination. It's, it's kind of. Interesting for Washington. It's an interesting situation because you've had John Wall injured for uh, what was it a month uh, before this, and during that time they actually slipped down a couple spots uh, in in seeding. Um, so when playoff comes, now they're put at the eighth seed, matched up against number one seed Toronto. But you've got John Wall back, and they're not playing at all like an eighth seed team. So they've put up a really good matchup against uh, that backcourt of. Uh, of uh, DeRozan and Lowry uh, with Bradley Beal and John Wall. It's really a good matchup. Yeah. Um, Philly, Philly is the only one that took their um, their series already. They are hot. They man. defeated Miami's, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Wade's Miami. <laughs> and um, they're just waiting to see what happens in Boston. Boston, who was looking like a like a hospital earlier, mm-hmm. uh, it's now three and three. Mm-hmm. That's a really even matchup. I mean, at the beginning of the season, if you had told me that uh, Celtics would be tied in a series three three with the Bucks, um, I would have thought you're crazy. I mean, Celtics looked like they were going to dominate the East entirely uh, until, like you said, half of their uh, <laughs> half their team, the team is now in a hospital room. So. Um, it's definitely an interesting matchup. Last night, uh, Milwaukee allowed uh, 86 points from Boston. So they are they are shutting them out. They are playing defense like crazy. Um, and Giannis, I mean, how do you stop that guy? It's Antetokounmpo is... Impossible. Cleveland and Indiana, that is a good matchup. Um, LeBron James is LeBron James, and he did the, the one score, what was it, two, yesterday? No, um, the day before yesterday. Wednesday, right? Which one Where was that? The, the jumper that won the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I mean, right now he is the best player in the in the NBA. It's hard to say that there's anybody else as good as him. He is on his way out, though. He is uh, getting older every, every year. So um, it's interesting to see that he still wants to be up there even though his team is not as good as other years? Um, I You know, I think there's times in the year where you're like, oh, man, this guy is old. This team is falling apart. And then LeBron just says, I'm going to put my head down, and I'm going to win it. Uh, I don't care what anybody says, and, and he does, man. Um, like you said, those jumpers that he's been hitting, I think his uh, his shooting percentage is higher when the – when the game is on the line and when the team needs it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he's definitely uh, one of the greatest clutch players I've ever seen. H- hands down. I mean, when the pressure's on, that's the guy you want with the ball. But on the other side, um, Oladipo has stepped his game up uh, to the next level since he's <clears throat> moved to Indiana. And I think he's providing some uh, 
some resistance against LeBron. I think he's going to make it tough for uh, Cleveland to advance. Uh, tonight they play uh, in Indiana, so we'll see what they can do there. Yeah, that should be a good matchup. Um, who do you have going through? I know Toronto's most likely going to win the next game. Mm. Um, I feel like Toronto and Cleveland are going to meet up in the next round. And it's it's going to be Toronto, I think. This is going to be one of the first years since a long time ago that LeBron James doesn't make to the finals. To the finals. I think uh, it's been something crazy, like seven straight eight. years. Eight. I think seven years that, that he's made it to the, f- like, he's been on a finals team. Uh-huh. But it's like eight years in the playoffs. Yeah, time. straight. That's, that's insane, man. Yeah. So on the Boston-Milwaukee, who do you have? That's tough to call. Um, you know, it depends on, on who shows up. Uh, I want to say Boston. I want to say, you know, even with all these injuries they have, um, some of these rookies look super good. Uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, just uh, off the top of the head. But, you know, can they can they overcome that defense is the question. Yeah. I think they can. Well, the East looks pretty even. How about the West? How's the West looking? West is a little bit all over the place. Um, you know, the biggest surprise for me of the the whole playoffs was Portland's uh, first round getting swept. Um, they clearly got exposed, clearly did not match up well against the size of Anthony Davis and these Anthony, Pelicans. Anthony Davis is playing like an MVP. Oh, man. I said this, uh, I think it was last podcast or the podcast before that, but he's playing hands, hands down the best of his career right now mm-hmm. and um portland saw that and <laughs> and it showed on the on the final score that i mean they got swept so i think it scared them a little bit you know yeah <laughs> so um your your warriors have a difficult matchup coming up with them um the the west already has pretty much all the players except for oklahoma and uh, utah um okay. which is an interesting matchup I would have thought Oklahoma was gonna put a bigger fight, but Utah's three and it's, it's up by one now, so they're they pretty much have the momentum right now. I thought that has been one of the best series of the playoffs. Uh, it seems like every game uh, the other person has the momentum, the other team. So, um, like you said, OKC, I thought you know they would come in and, and handle business, but Utah's defense is. Something uh, to reckon with. I mean, Rudy Gobert is going to protect that paint. And unless uh, Russell, Paul George, and Melo can all get on the same page, they're not going to overcome that defense. That's. Yeah. I mean, the Rockets did what the Rockets do, and they just won. Yeah. <laughs> um, Minnesota, I mean, they won one game, but other than that, Houston pretty much dominated the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors and the Spurs. Oh, that was an interesting. It was it was a weird development with the whole passing of uh of um Popovich's, Popovich's wife's it's wife. Real sad, real devastating. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's difficult to know if that would have changed anything. If that wouldn't have happened, if if they would have gone like two or maybe even three three games, I mean, I think I think this they would the Warriors would have still won it, but the uh, San Antonio just seemed. Once that happened, once that tragedy happened, it just they they seem out of it, really. I 100% agree. I think um, 
If that didn't happen, I think Warriors still win that series. I think it's a little bit closer, though. It felt like the gas just kind of ran out. Um, yeah, because Papa, Papa was wasn't there anymore. Right. right. Even if he would have been there, he it, it wouldn't have been the same. No. Um, it's 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 sad that things happen that way, but I mean, Manu Ginobili still kind of carry the team a little bit, but it just it didn't seem the same. It was rough, and they've had the Kawhi situation. Um, you know, most of the season. Um, so maybe when he gets back, um, that team will be a little more put together and a little more ready to compete. But um, yeah, it, it was tough to watch that at the end. So who do you think the Rockets are going to face next? You know, I think um, that New Orleans-Golden State is going to be a really good matchup. Um, Steph Curry is still questionable for game one. So uh, the way, you know, Drew Holiday... And, uh, and Rondo and, and Davis have all been playing on that Pelicans team. It's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think um, Anthony Davis is going to be really hard to stop. Um, and it's just going to be a question of, um, you know, can the Warriors, uh, can Clay Thompson, can Durant, can uh, Draymond Green, can they find that offense without Steph? Is, is he coming back for this series? Stephen? Yeah. Um, he's questionable game one, so they so they might he might be in game two and exactly he might be a little bit later down in the series, but um, that could make a difference. That could, could really make a difference. Absolutely, um, it's gonna be good matchups definitely. I think the West is more competitive than the East, but Toronto is <laughs> it's a they're gonna I think Toronto's gonna take the East and basically um, they're gonna they're gonna see the Warriors or the Rockets in the finals. What do you think? Um, you know, it, it, Toronto looks good. I want to say the Sixers, man. I really? think, uh, you know, they're a young squad. Um, they've had, uh, you know, bumps down the road this year, but I think um, this playoff se- uh, series, they've been playing the best basketball of the season. Um, the way, you know, Joel Embiid is back, but not even full strength, and, and the guy looks like a monster. Um, I think definitely the Sixers are the the most underrated uh, playoff team mm-hmm. on there. Uh, I think they they do have a lot of talent, and I mean, just look at what they did to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're they're definitely out there. I don't know if Toronto could. I mean, Toronto kind of got exposed by the by Washington, but but like you're saying, Washington uh, struggled a little bit in the in the at the end of the season, and and, and can't, that's why they were eight. But right. But we'll see. We'll see what 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 happens there. Should be good. I'm looking forward to it, man. Nothing but uh, good matchups. Yeah. On the way, so. You're hoping your Warriors win. <laughs> I mean, I'm. All, I always am. But <laughs> I really just want to see some good games. You know, uh, I don't want to see. As a fan. I don't want to see uh, anyone getting swept in the in the conference finals or in the finals at all. So I want to see good matchups. I want to see three twos, three threes. Yeah. I want to see more fights on the court. <laughs> nah. That's part of the playoffs, for <laughs> sure. It's that drama. It, 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 I don't know why. It just felt like there were a lot more um, uh, conflicts in, on the court this season than others. It just it kind of felt like that. It's, I don't know why. It, it's like every time, you know, they bump into each other, it's an altercation, and they got to yeah. break it up. And uh, it kind of just adds to that whole uh, postseason tension and hype. So yeah. I like it. I mean, it should be a good postseason, so... We'll see what happens. All right, well, let's move on to our next topic, which is um, Fresno State baseball and softball. Uh, the softball 
They are number one in the Mountain West. They're basically just, they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Um, they need this matchup. They're, this weekend they're playing at Boise State. So they need this matchup at least one, uh, at least one or two games, and if they want, if they win one or two games, they could be well set up to just take the Mountain West title. It should be, I mean, they've been playing. I think they only lost one game in eleven, um, the in the last eleven games. Mm. So their overall record is. Um, it's a twenty nine sixteen. Twenty nine sixteen. Yeah, they they got a pretty good overall record. They got a pretty good I mean <laughs> the conference record is, is it's it's amazing. It's it's uh I think they only lost three games in the in the conference. Uh, twelve mm -hmm. and three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it should should be What really sticks out to me is uh, their consistency both home and away. Um, they're seven and two on the road. Mm -hmm. Um which I mean that just shows that they're not phased by travel. They're there to play. They come to play. They handle business. Um, they're going to Boise, so that uh, that away record that'll be come in handy. That'll be good for them. Um, and then Boise has a home record that's barely above 500. So uh, if trends continue, um, you know, softball on a two two game win streak right now. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Going into Boise. Yeah, and <laughs> it was weird because when they faced when they faced San Diego last weekend, they could have had that first win, and for whatever reason, they they weren't they they weren't themselves. They they couldn't pitch. Uh, Daniel East, their ace pitcher, just couldn't get those strikes on the zone. And then when when she needed help from her infield. They weren't helping her out. Mm. Like they just made like these little mistakes, like dropping the ball right before it came and and the player got it to first base. It was just a weird game. Like they came in there like just like zoned out, like thinking they were because San Diego State is not the be their best the best team in the Mountain West. It's uh I think it's it's like the second worst or third worst in the Mountain West, and um, they were just super overconfident. And and props to San Diego who. Came in in here and defeated their their number one team in the Mountain West on the on the first game of the of the series, because they they were prepared. They really were prepared to to come in and you know just hit hit the hit them with all they had and and they won. They took that game. They they broke the streak because they were ten and zero. Then 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 they were um they 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 lost that one so. Yeah, they lost it, but um, what you do like to see is the next two games, they allowed one run and two runs, uh, so they snapped right back to playing defense, snapped right back to good pitching, uh, and they handled business. Um, so I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with that uh, that mentality, that uh, take care of business. Yeah, definitely Coach Garza has the mentality. Like, I asked her, like, how do you get your team after that one loss to come back and just win the next two games without them, like, taking, you know, just feeling bad for themselves they were like we just got to be consistent mm -hmm. we just got to you know yes we won we lost that game but it was it was it, we got to move on we got to forget about that one and just keep going to the next one and just play how we've been playing um they have a really good uh they have really good pitchers daniel east i uh, think she broke the record for more strikeouts as a freshman oh, wow. on the Mount mountain west record 
for most strikeouts as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really been when she's on her game, she is spectacular to see. I mean, um, she's one of the best players in the Mountain West right now, and uh, and I think uh, she might be one of the best pitchers uh, uh, in the upcoming years because she's just a freshman, so she has room to grow, and she's really good. Let's move on to talk about the men's baseball. They had a tough <laughs> time against um, San Diego State. San Diego State. Uh, yeah. They have to come in here and play um, Air Force, I think, this weekend. And they have to take at least two games from them to just keep the momentum going and make the playoffs. Because if they don't take those two games or at least one game, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to, like, um, just get momentum and go to the playoff and or just make the playoffs because it's been a really roller coaster season of a season for them. They had this really highs and then just this really lows. That you're like, oh my god, how, how could this happen? I mean, this this San Jose uh, State game series just kind of like it, it was kind of like their season. They, they were really good on the first game. The second game, it was kind of like what's happening, like you don't know. And then the third game was really competitive, but they still lost at the end. That's kind of how their season's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see these uh, glimpses of a lot of talent, um, and and it's just that consistency. Can they keep it together? Um, and this conference rivalry matchup is going to be, like you said, incredibly important uh, as far as who gets into the you know the playoffs, but. Um, uh, here at, at Pete Biden Field, I think um, I think they have a little bit of an advantage. You know, they can rest yeah. up, relax, and that's a good thing about this matchup. That's play. at home. Mm-hmm. They're playing at home, mm-hmm. so they don't have to travel. They don't have to do all that stuff, and they could. I mean, uh, Coach Batesel, he's he knows what he's doing. He's a really good coach, and uh, he. He's putting all the pieces together to have this game be one of the best series. To have this series be one of the best ones. Um, uh, so he could uh, have some momentum going into the last games of the season and pretty much um, make the playoffs. Because that's what they want to do. They want to make the playoffs. Because once they're in the playoffs, then it's kind of like a whole new season for them, you know? Right. Right. It's a fresh start, clean slate. And... Uh and you just have to take it one game at a time. You know, you can't be looking at, okay, we've got to win this exactly series. That's exactly what Coach Basil said to, said to me the one time um, when I interviewed him. Uh, he he's he has that mentality that's just one game at a time. Mm-hmm. One game and one game. And, and, and if you take it that way, he, he told me, um, you're just going to be, you know, you're going to be uh, having success. And, and it shows that he knows what he's doing. But sometimes... I think the biggest problem for the for the um, baseball team is their pitching. Uh, they can't get consistency out of them because mm. sometimes they pitch really good and sometimes they're really bad because they always get hits. They they they're really good getting hits, but not making runs. I think they had like 17 hits against San Jose in one game, and only like seven runs. Wow! So it was. It was interesting to see that they could hit the ball, but they can consistently, you know, make the runs. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's not always just hitting that will get you wins, but uh, it's hitting um, in in runners in scoring position. It's it's position and it's uh, situational hitting. So, like you said, it's that consistency. It's like we get a man on, we get two men on. Now we need that hit to come through, you know. And then, uh, or you could play small ball, he steals and 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 whatnot. But yeah. comes down to well, they, one pitch at a time, one game at a time, man. Yeah, they definitely have their work cut out for them. It's going to be interesting to see them um, this last few games. And hopefully they'll make the playoffs. I mean, I'm all rooting for Fresno State. So. Yeah, play tonight at uh, 6 o'clock. Definitely. I won't be there because <laughs> I have another, another thing to cover, but um, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup, definitely. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, another Fresno State team, the women's rugby team. It's really interesting um, development. I uh, I saw them; they were being honored at one of the softball games, and I, I was like, "Wow, that's really interesting!" Because they they have made it to the final four, the national final four yeah. for the rugby. Wow. Now. The rugby team isn't like a regular athletics department uh, uh, team. They're a rugby team club. So, you know, they're club sports mm-hmm. on campus. They get funded by ASI. And um, they still get to use the facilities here and, and everything. And they they have made it. Um, they have an undefeated season. I think they're, they're I believe they're 10-0. They crazy. defeated teams from... Um, Nevada, Reno. Uh, they defeated teams from. They defeated Stanford to go to the the national um, uh, title. And uh, right now they're two games away from winning the national title. Um, they have to defeat Tulane, and after that there's another matchup that they have to. Uh, wh- whoever wins those two matchups, they, they they will see. But it's really interesting that. This sport, which is rugby, which is a really kind of violent sport, is being played by um, females, and they're good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're really good. They, um, I was talking to their coach, and it says like it's been at least three seasons that she's got this team of of girls who just really love the sport. You know, uh, they really want to. They they've been. Um, constant and uh, they 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 say they because i was talking to their team captain uh, <laughs> i totally forgot her name but uh, she was telling me that um as soon as she made the first tackle she fell in love with the sport hmm. so it was it was really interesting to see them like because if you see them on the on the street you wouldn't think that oh that girl plays rugby mm-hmm. you know they're mm-hmm. not like too big they're i mean this girl was like five three uh 120 you know okay. just regular but it, she she's a really good rugby player and um it, it's just interesting that that this team has made it so far you know it's been three seasons last season i think they only lost one game and that was at the uh semifinals and then this season they finally made it to the national title uh the national final four because they play in Division Two, uh, okay. uh, their conference, 
so it's it's kind of like not uh, the big schools but the one just below it but still to make it that far th I mean they, no other team has made it that far and that for uh, rugby women's rugby so they're making history for Fresno State mm-hmm and uh, I'm kind of curious as to because it is the club sport uh, with this kind of success um, will they be how do, how do they go about becoming a athletics uh, Fresno State Athletics affiliation? Yes, well, actually, they were talking about that. They were they, they, they that's their main that's kind of their main goal of going from just being a a, a, a club sport to an actual athletics team. Mm -hmm. And the way that it kind of works, the way I I I was told is uh you know they have to get uh an actual team and they have to put the petition it, it's it's a lot of work mm, a little paperwork process. yeah a lot of paperwork and but eventually they could become it but yeah. there's also got to be interest from there's there's kind of have to be a league for it mm. you know like a, a conference that would take them uh i don't know if there is one so that'd be a difficult thing to do uh i'm not sure on it there might be one, um, maybe the Mountain West could have a, a rugby uh, conference, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. But it's interesting that uh, even though they're a club sport, they're doing so well. You know, yeah, and I was gonna say, um, to be honest, I, I, you know, as a Fresno State student, I personally didn't know they were having this kind of success um, prior to this, and so I, I feel like, you know, if more students were aware of what was going on and what, what they're doing, um, they could get that uh, that larger support. And uh, it's just nice to see Fresno State doing big stuff on a national scale. So yeah. kudos to them, absolutely. Yeah, they definitely recruit. They definitely have their boot out there in the uh, by the courtyard. And uh, they they talk to the students out there. And uh, the they have an average of about 30 players each season. Hmm. that go out for the team I and mean, not all will make it make because it. it is a, a violent sport a difficult sport to get into mm -hmm. but those that make it they were telling me that um they love it they really fall in love with it and they just want to do it over and over and over and i mean um they said that uh, one of the hardest things is just integrating the rookies with the veterans especially because uh sometimes veterans get injured because it is one of a, a really violent sport that uh um, that the rookies, um, when they get in there, sometimes they're, they're not as seasoned, you know, because they, they're, they are, that's their first year playing. Right. So that's the difficulty they find. But other than that, it's, it, they really have fun and uh, they're really good. They're a really good team. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of the Collegiate Sportscast. Thank you very much, Seth. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jorge. Oh, fun. we'll definitely do it again. Definitely come back. Maybe next time we'll talk about the baseball. I know that's one of your sports that you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about Giants season. Oh yeah, because uh, it's an interesting one. It's it's an up and down season so far, <laughs> say the least. <laughs> say the least. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Collegian Sportscast. The Collegian Podcast.